Tice above the break on the right side. Pass deflected, stolen by Otto Porter. Behind the back dribble to the front court. Pulls up. He checked three. The Otto Porter Jr. Show. Wow. Otto Porter's going to put the headset on for us. Talk to us. Get a handshake in from NBA colleague before he gets the headset on. Otto, can you hear us? Yes, sir. And you had you had a a, a one minute Otto Porter run there. You had a you had nine points, a rebound, and a steal all in a minute of play there tonight. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, man, I was able to you know teammates got me open. I was able to step down and uh, knock some some shots down. It's been a tough two years for you, and no, you know we know that it's 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 difficult when you're not playing. And you're just, you know, you're trying to get back to the floor. You're back to the floor now. How much fun are you having? Ah, uh, man, it's all the hard work I put into making sure my body was good. Like you said, I had a rough two years, um, you know, and coming here with a great opportunity, uh, with great coaching staff and great teammates, I was able to work on my body and, and you know, put it all together. How many times in your life have you played with another Porter Jr.? First time. <laughs> I kept thinking of the Spider-Man meme. First time. Actually, we got another one in Denver. So that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, talk about the defense in the second half. Because the first half, you guys played really well offensively. Yeah. Yet so did they. Their offensive efficiency was sky high. Second yeah. half, you hold them under forty percent shooting. How much of the focus was that at halftime? Uh, that was a huge focus. Deep? That was a huge focus. Uh, we had to get back to playing Warriors defense. Uh, you know. Gave him too many free throws. Uh, we fouled a little bit too much in that first half, and we, we kind of cleaned it up in the second half. Well, you know, it's interesting, Otto. Is, is back-to-back, you're a veteran now. Do you have any, like, ritual to go through? I know you've iced after games. Is there anything else you do to try to keep the body ready? Uh, icing, making sure, uh, you know, good ways, making sure we do our inj- injury prevention program, uh, get some good food, and get some rest. All right, well, then we'll see you out here tomorrow night. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, Otto. Otto Porter, Jr., 15 points, 9 rebounds, 5 of 6 beyond the arc. 120-107, Warriors with the win. First time in the last four games, the Warriors have allowed an opponent to shoot above 40%, 45.6 to be precise, in a 120-107 win over the Houston Rockets. It's a it's a hard game to judge anything. The Warriors knew the Rockets were 1-8 coming in. They know the type of season they're going to have. And, uh, you know, but I, I thought a couple of things. I thought, one, Draymond was great at the beginning because even though their defense wasn't that sharp in the first half, he came out with a bunch of energy, which prevented the Rockets from getting out to a, a big lead or, or, you know, to jump on the Warriors early. And I thought that helped set the tone, at least on the offensive end, for most of the night. Well, if I were to pick a MVP of the night, it would be him. Yeah. Just because of the way he started out. And, again... They got a game tomorrow. This is a game they should win. They did. They should win comfortably. They kind of did. But maybe that doesn't happen if he doesn't come out and make those guys run and get the juices flowing and get the energy levels where you want them to be. And that's how he started the game, just pushing the ball. And then he just kind of went combination of Keystone Cops and I'm not sure what you would call it when he ran over a bunch, <laughs> yeah, bunch of yeah, people. Yeah. He, he dove in the ball, he saved the ball, it, got him and ran, sprinted back and ran into somebody. Yeah. Just He was just going. But 
That was incredible hustle. A lot of guys, look, they may hustle down there to get the ball. Right. But as soon as they dive on the ground to get the ball and the Rockets get it and go back either way, hey, help me out. Yeah. He's like, now I'm not going to ask you to help me. I'm going to get back. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to get back and hustle. And that's what he did. He was just running so hard he couldn't hit the – Hit the parachute when the player in front of him, I can't remember who it was, just stopped the dribble. And he just completely ran him over. But that was that was pretty awesome. I mean, that, that was a cool play. And his energy uh, was much needed tonight for the Warriors early in the game. There's a lot of players in this league that their transition from defense to offense is really quick. Their transition from offense to defense, not so much. Nah. <laughs> so, nah. Optional. Optional, yes. Um <laughs> The other the other point is that even though it got a little sloppy in the in the fourth quarter, no fourth quarter for Draymond, no fourth quarter for Looney, mm-hmm. no fourth quarter for Steph Curry, and Andre Iguodala basically had the night off. So they should be okay minutes wise going into tomorrow night against Atlanta. Now I'm not saying they won't get tired; they could get tired, but you know nobody played more than 29 minutes, and those two guys were Wiggins and Poole. You know, and and those are relatively young players. They both should be fine tomorrow night. So no, I don't think that'll be an issue at all. Yeah. I think they'll be uh, they'll be good to go. And the offense is, I I, I want to see what the offense looks like tomorrow because the last few games, the the competition hasn't been at its fiercest, but they put up thirty points in eight of their last eleven quarters, and eight of their last in ten if you don't include this fourth quarter, which really. You know, I don't know if you want to count it or not, but since I'm counting the fourth quarter of last game, that was similar. I'll count it eight for eleven. So their offense is really flowing, and that's clicking as well. I want to say coming into the game, they were sixth or seventh in offensive efficiency. They weren't they weren't quite type top five, but they were getting there. And then defensively, they're number one. But tomorrow probably going to be their stiffest challenge of the year. That's a good basketball team. And it's a basketball team that's been been to the playoffs, done some damage in the playoffs last year. So they were they were ninth coming in one hundred nine point two. Were they ninth? Yeah. I had six in uh, the one I was looking at, uh, but yeah, they re- top ten. Okay, let's agree top ten, not top, top 10. five. Top ten. Yes, <laughs> we're right around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, yeah well, but it, tomorrow will be the stiffest challenge. Who? It's funny that that now we look at the the Hawks at the beginning of the year. You know, you might have thought Lakers might have been the toughest game. You might have thought Clippers might have been the toughest game. But you're right. I mean, Atlanta, they're deep. They're well-coached. They've got Trey Young. They've got, you know, all kinds of options they can go to uh, weapons-wise. Yep. Um, they have a guy that's perfect for their system in Clint Capella. Yep. Uh, they're, they're just a fun team to watch. I, I loved watching them in the postseason last year. That was Well, great. I like Hunter a lot. Yeah. I think Hunter's a really good player. Then you got Herder. Herder. Who, you know, he, he, he's getting there. Uh, Bogdanovich is really good. Uh, Reddish looks like he's trying to kind of start figuring out a little bit. I don't know if he's quite there, but he's trying to figure it out a little bit. Uh, Collins, uh, Young, you mentioned, those, those are the marquee players. But, no, I like that team. And, you know, I would have thought it was the Lakers, too. Mm-hmm. But, look, when you give up 19 and 26-point leads to the Thunder, you have a lot of work to be done. And yeah, we knew that. We didn't know they had this much to work to be done. Uh, and then the Clippers are still kind of, you know, they're, they're still kind of trying to figure stuff out too. But I, I, I like this Hawks team. And, look, they would have won in Phoenix if it wasn't for a Booker incredible effort. I mean, Booker was incredible. Bringing them back to win that game by three. So I'm looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to this one. I Man, I look forward to all of them. But Friday night will be fun too. 
uh, Friday night against the Bulls and and even Minnesota on Wednesday is a team that talent wise, you know, they they can put it together for a game and and really threaten you. Oh yeah. Now over eighty two, that remains to be seen. Edwards is a real deal. He's good. He's really good. How many people made the decision on him like three months into the season? Oh yeah, you. No. <laughs> Actually, I didn't know that. You ratted yourself out. I did. I wouldn't I even did. know. I wouldn't yeah, even I would, know. I was like, oh, I, don't I appreciate see your it. honesty, Abe. But that was uh, really nice. <laughs> but there, somewhere about February of last year, all of a sudden, he just went, "Oh, okay, that's how I need to play." Yep. And then boom, he just was like, "He's he's pretty good. He's pretty good." But no, tomorrow night's going to be a fun, fun game. And anytime you get Young and Steph to match up again, oh. I mean that that that's fun as well. And when they made the. Uh, the young uh, comparisons to Steph, which I still don't think are completely apt because Steph's is so much a better shooter than uh, than he is. But they're not as ridiculous as they used to be. Like two years ago, I was like, come on, give yeah. this guy time. And then last year, like, okay, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He can control the game. He can hit. But he also has a great uh, just an in-between game. I mean, his in-between game is really, really uh, nice, and they compliment him. He handles the ball. He controls the tempo. Uh, he he's turned into a really good player. It's quite possibly the last time that you could see a, a real pro come into this building. Lou Williams, I believe, is going to be hanging it up at the end of the year. He, we said he might be doing that, so it might be the last time you get a chance to look at him too. Just just a, I mean, kid coming out of high school and just has. Turned out to be one of the best guys in his generation off the bench. One of the better off the bench players probably in NBA history. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. Who did he start with? Toronto? Philly? Philly. Yeah, he, he was, was drafted of, by Philly. Okay, yeah. He was one of those two teams. Can you imagine when he retires what that party's going to be like with the chicken wings and everything? It's going to be incredible. <laughs> oh, no. <Jeez>. Wow. Wow. <laughs> we all grieve differently, Tom. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you know some people I don't, Tim. I don't yeah. know. You're going to have to introduce me to oh, your friends. Man. Uh, I don't know. I've always liked this game. I've so do I. Yeah. I, do. I mean, he's not. Look, it depends on what you want, right? Yeah. Defensively, he's not doing much for you. But if you need a guy to come in, heat up for you, go left and hit jump shots for you, that's what Lou Williams will do. Yeah, he put a 50 spot on the dubs. Oh, he, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. an incredible scorer. He really, really is. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because he's so good that you know what he's going to do before he does it. Like, if he goes left, it's yeah. a jump shot. Right, he goes, he goes right, right, he's going to the rim. Yeah. Or in, maybe a little in, floater. It's in every scouting report. You know. <laughs> you know. And he still drops buckets on you. Yeah, once he gets you on his hip, it's yeah. like over. Yep. You know, He's a over. pro. But he's an absolute pro. Yeah, and and uh, hopefully our our friend Travis might be. I don't know if he's traveling or not. I haven't heard from him. But, I but. think uh, I was signed to my former teammate Rod Higgins, who yes. works for the, the Hawks. Hawks and his son coaches for the Rockets. So he was here tonight because the Hawks are here tomorrow night. And he said, Travis, I know this won't surprise you. Travis is not here because he's already out planning his scouting. And the game start Tuesday. He'll be there. Because Travis, at heart, is a scout. Yep. I mean, he's a GM and whatever title he has, but he's a scout. He loves to get out and watch him play. And you got to respect that because there's a lot of guys that don't do that as much as he does. And he he puts in the work. If they, Look, if Atlanta's going to draft somebody, he's going to have seen him many times before. 
because that's just what he does, and I respect that. That's Travis Schlenk, who's yeah, the Travis Schlenk. head of uh, basketball for the Hawks. And, and also uh, one of my favorite moments of my career when it's all over, said and done with was was doing our post game in the hallway yeah. in the bowels of Cleveland. <laughs> that was fun. Us two and Travis Schlenk and, yep. and just talking about the Warriors winning their first title in 40 years. I'll never forget that. That That's, was cool. That was really cool. I remember it was like down that little hallway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> down the little hallway in the back there. <clears throat> and tra- Travis is always good with this time. He's just a great guy. And he's a guy that, that you root for, uh, not only because of the work he puts in, but he was an assistant with Nelly. He was a video coordinator with Riley in Miami. Yeah. I mean, he's been uh, at this a long, long time. So he has definitely paid his dues, and he's earned everyone's respect uh, from the, th- the time he started here. And I, I, I always uh, – I love the playoffs uh, back in fifteen, sixteen, and then the next following year as well just because I didn't travel except for the playoffs, and we'd always go out and hang out. I got to know him and stuff like that. And I just – I really liked him a lot. I remember him telling me that that he he was paying his dues with Orlando when he had to go drop off Chuck Daly's stuff at the dry cleaners (laughs) and pick it up. (laughs) That's when you know you you love the job when you're you're doing that and going, okay. What does this have to do with basketball? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Get the suits clean. Hey, Chuck Daly, (laughs) nobody wore him better. No, he was. uh, What what, what, what What did the Pistons call him? Daddy Wags or something like that. Something like that. Oh, and he was just, yeah, he was sharp, man. I actually played golf with him. Really? Yeah, when we were there for the finals. Me, him, God, Jim Gray, I think, set it up. Wow. And I want to say there was one other person, but really, really cool guy. Really, just a nice, nice guy, and boy, he could coach. Yeah. He, the coaches during that era were something else. Yeah. There was something else. Uh, and boy, to coach that group. <laughs> Boy, you know what? You um, had to have some alpha male in you. I asked him in an interview once. I said, What's, what do you think your biggest strength is as a coach? And he couldn't resist. I saw him get this little twinkle in his eye. He said, selective hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that group coming back to the bench? Can you pull oh some of those gosh. guys out? <laughs> well, I'll tell you a quick story. We were in Detroit when I was playing for the Warriors, and we went on a little bit of a run. I was on the court. And, and, and they call timeout, and he takes Aguirre out of the game. And Aguirre walks over to the scores table and lays down on the scores table, crosses his legs, puts his hand behind his head, and starts looking up at the video board, and he didn't even pay him any attention. And I remember looking over at Molly, I go, wow. I go, look at that. I go, that's incredible. <laughs> It's only my second year in the yeah, NBA. I'm like, are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah. Laying on the table did not pay him any mind. And guess what? Daly didn't pay him any mind. Yeah, Once the timeout was over, Aguirre went back and sat down, and Daly just like acted like it never happened. Yeah, you're thinking, I would have never done that to loot. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? Oh, I'd still be running today if I did that to, to loot. I'd still be running. I couldn't believe he did. I I just could not believe that happened. Watching the video monitor and just, and the legs crossed was the best part, too. I was like, oh, he's just chilling, too. (laughs) Making a point. Oh, man. (laughs) That was something else. Well, get your rest, and we will see you out here tomorrow. I'll be here. I'll be here early. Yeah. Be here early, ready to go. RC going to spend the night here. No, just 
Yep, just sleep right here. R- RC Deep Dish Davis. <laughs> <laughs> wow, very nice. Very nice. Uh, I should have brought RC an air mattress. Oh, he could have just put an air mattress yeah, like, right, right in here. here. Absolutely. You to watch a little TV before you go to bed. No, right there. Yeah. The big oh, jumbo yeah. Trunks. yeah. You know, hey, could you guys put on Sports Center? <laughs> <laughs> they're going to kick back in I'll here. I'll cross my legs like Mark McGuire and just <laughs> lay back. There you go. Just have a good time uh, and relax. All right. I'll see you tomorrow, Tim. All right. That's Tom Tobert. I'm Tim Roy.